Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. I got wet. You got wet. I got wet. My yeah. house got wet. The inside of my house got too wet. Yeah, the outside of your house is very dry at the moment. I was about though. to leave my good dry house, and then yeah. I heard uh, the the gushing sounds of wetness and from the inside. In, from the inside of the house, yeah. the, the wetness was coming from inside the house. And is it less wet and now? And I've had an annoying day. Is it less wet now? It is less wet now. Um, but you know, and I, I'm getting there. Luckily, it's sunny out. Yeah, I, I'm getting less wet. But we might have to be a short one today. Well, just watch cartoons. See what happens. Watch cartoons until we run out of time to watch cartoons. All right, all right. Let's do that. Back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And, uh, yeah, it's going to have to be a... Either a really one. quick... Right. Or we'll have to Should we speak at one and a half times speed? Well, I could just speed it up. Then we could, you know... But I don't think that's going to help us up, though, is it? Oh, no, it's not. It's still going to take the same amount of time, whereas if we just talk faster, it'll be better. I could slow it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not in a very motor mouth thing mode. I no, don't and I don't have a 1.5 setting on my sidebar. On <laughs> your face. Yeah. Well, we just have to do it normally and do a few, uh, few less if if necessary. Uh, so uh, last week we uh, actually no, the week before we didn't do one last week. No. Sorry about that. I uh, I we got very drunk and yeah. then I had a jab and then yeah. I was really sick. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. That, but that you know, you're half off. half safer now than you know you need a. B. Maybe. <laughs> Sounded like it was going to be like a Bilbo Bagginsy. Yeah. I, I know less than half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. Sort of you situation. work it out. Uh, but yes, last episode, we uh, we got into 1958. We, we did, yeah. Happy New Year time. Uh, we saw... Uh, well, we ended with Elmer Fudd and Mrs. Elmer Fudd. I think there was another egghead that made it. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We don't really know what his general... Uh, vibe is because there was also a Millicent situation in the episode before, which is this big. Well, she's sw- like s- Swedish and Norwegian, something like that. Yeah, she's like like she, like she's definitely some sort of Scandinavian bunny that was brought over. Oh, she was Slobovian. Slobovian. Yeah, that was it. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Very demanding and very demanding. Yeah. Bunny. Uh, and who Elmer ended up in a bunny suit again. Yeah, which Bugs has done to him before, but this time I felt pretty bad for him. Yeah, me too. Uh, and we didn't really know why Bugs had done this, but it was something he needed to access in Elmer's house. Yeah, it was to, it was to keep him occupied and maybe root around and get some papers or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but we had Speedy. Uh, we had some. We had a double Sylvester. Yeah, we uh, had a bit going on. Yeah, we had a fair bit of Speedy and a fair bit of Sylvester going on. Um, and we're going to jump back in with some Speedy uh, right now. We are. Uh, followed by some Bugs, and maybe we'll find out what he was after in Elmer's house. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to watch Tortilla Flaps, uh, which is a Speedy Gonzalez and Senor Volturo, who sounds amazing. He does sound epic. Uh, January 18th, 1958. Uh, and then Hairless Wolf, hair in the classic... Bunny hair. Bunny-esque <laughs> hair. Uh, yeah, Hairless Wolf, a Bugs Bunny and Charles M. Wolf number from February 1st, 1958. <laughs> 
What do you make of that then? Um, I mean, I've, I don't want to jump into the second cartoon, but no, I, no. But but I do feel very sorry for Charles M. Wolf. Um, well, you've got to, haven't you? Yeah, he's a pretty tragic character. But exactly. let's, we'll get to him in a bit. Yeah. Um, the speedy episode. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to. I don't know. Like Speedy less. Really. I think so. I think I think he's definitely getting a bit big for his boots. Like he knows he just, he's the shit these days. He does, and he, the thing is, he's he's using he's using his powers to just torment people now. Yeah, like but- I mean, I understand at the start, like he he was he was trying to save his pals from this vulture. He's trying to like because the vulture came around, there all of his mates are scared. Yeah, uh, because the vulture's gonna take one and eat one. And it's like I, I understand, like saving your pals, but I mean. You know, you don't think much of the penal system that he's uh, he's enforced. No, and I mean, like, he, because obviously everybody absolutely fawns over him. Yeah, and I think that's everyone going loves to his him. head too much. Um, like, it feels like he can get away with anything now because he's speedy, isn't he? Well, I was wondering, like, throughout most of that cartoon, for a couple of reasons, really, what the what the predator prey dynamic is in, like, in Mexico in the like with like these cognizant tunes because yeah. they're not like you know they, they, they've got they've got their tune powers they, yes they're, they're, these are all tunes that have had their moment yeah or been born into it uh and i was thinking like in all the city ones we see north of the border like you wouldn't just see um a like a dog just go for a rabbit in in the town would you no like all no, of those no. like, take like, place yeah. out, outside and yes. normally one of the characters is either hunting like yes like it's actively like a a an, an established yeah, yeah. social thing they're doing or they are not cognizant yeah so it's 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 just a dog chasing yeah rabbit. yeah yeah um whereas here like you know the senior Volchero, like they know him. He's yeah. got a name. Yeah, yeah. And you know they've got all hats, so that's that's got to count for something. Maybe it's so. A, is he part, part of society? A, I'm just thinking maybe it's a bit more like a lawless society, you know, kind that's of like kind, kind of like the Wild West. Yeah. Like, is he a a bandit or? Yeah, I I wondered that, and also like we we don't see much of a mixture in like specific towns of who lives there. No, like, I mean, we, like the mice live in the houses. So yeah, so so from from what I got there was like there was a at the very start there was like it was a, a a town shot. It was panning over the rooftops and there was loads of balloons and hats going up in the air. And then it then it panned down, uh, and there was a very similar scene going on, but much smaller. So I'm guessing that all the mice are living in a human because they're human or towns, bigger t- or like you know bigger tune animals. Yeah, but town. we don't see other animals around very no, often. And we it, don't like, see people at all. And we never see people. Yeah. We've seen cats around, but they are yeah. in the bins. They're street yes. cats. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like they've got a proper place in that society no. the way mice do. Yes. And the way mice do north of the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just... I don't know. Senor Volturo just felt like he was a known quantity in society. I, I I think he's like just a lawless person. He's you know? a bandit. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like people knew who like Pat Garrett was or yeah. Billy the Kid. You know, like like people knew these figures. Yeah, and they were accepted in certain places, but they were outlaws in other places. Yeah, but yeah, just go and think about 
because like yeah it just seems a little like like a fundamental difference in in the way those things exist in civilization um and as a result i wondered if you know speedy gonzalez uh <laughs> torturous uh comeuppance that he gives senor volturo at the end in yeah a little fairground situation where they're pelting balls at his face on one stand and darts yeah, at his darts, ass on the, yeah, yeah, the other one um, they do give him a ball to hold up in front of his ass, though, but I don't think if he dropped that board, it would stop the darts from coming. Yeah, there's also something particularly humiliating about having to hold the dartboard on Over your, your bum ass. Over yeah. Like, they haven't attached it. It's like, you, no. you hold that there, mate. Yeah. We're going to throw shit at you. Yeah, it's very much like being put in the stocks and humiliated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're probably right about Speedy's sort of ego starting to get to him. Because, like, in the last episode... We saw him basically, you know, he's getting with everyone yeah. and like all the all the women are falling over him. Yeah. Like and but everyone in the society seems fine with it. Even if he's basically like, you know, just muscling in on their relationship. Yeah. They're all chill with it. Because the thing is like I mean, like how does how do they propagate? Like if Speedy, because Speedy's going steady with like everybody's sister. Yeah, that's that's what we learned at the start of this. I mean, unless maybe if you don't have a brother, Speedy doesn't go steady with you, it's because you, the brother can't go. He's going steady with my sister. If you don't have a brother, Speedy ain't interested. So he wants, what he wants is he wants bragging rights from the brother. Yeah, but like what's weird is like because at the start of this is like it's like is he. Like, is he a womanizer? Like, I mean, that, it, or it depends is, or, on the society, because, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, like, the so for start the start of this one, like, no one seemed no one seemed upset. Like, you know, you, you'd expect no. him to be like, oh wait a second, he's going your sister as well. Oh, I yeah. need to have a word with this Speedy Gonzalez. And like in the previous episode, all the uh, women he was with like seemed perfectly aware that he was with all the all other the women. other women. Yeah. And still just basically waiting for him to show up. Is it because he's so fast, he can give everybody, like, the amount of time and attention they require? Uh, no, so the thing, the thing is, I don't think you can give everybody all the because time and attention. to them, needs. it wouldn't seem like that, right? He would be only yeah. there for a couple of seconds. Exactly. Whereas, whereas for him, he's like, I've been here for fucking ages, love. Can you hurry up? Yeah, so it's like... Why, why, why are you walking so slow? Come on, chop, chop. Yeah. Let's get down the but shop. I don't know. It's like... I, don't, I just think it's, it's trying to work out, work it out from a from their perspective. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, 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 rather than us trying to put our sort of like moral compass on it, but there again, we are looking at it through our moral compass. Where, like when we're looking at tombs killing each other or being yeah. violent towards each other, we still look at it and go, "Yeah, that's not really okay." But so we still have to look th- look at it through our moral compass. But in this case, like. But in this episode specifically, you don't ever hear the women say they're okay with it. No, in the previous one, in the previous episode, you see them not being bothered, but nobody ever asks them. No, no, that's true. Like, 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 like the, the, the the women that Speedy's going out with that never seem to be consulted on whether or not they're okay with this. No, but at the same time, like, there were definitely parts where they were definitely waiting for him to show up. Yes, and perfectly aware. That, that he was off seeing somebody else. You know, the reason he wasn't there right now is because he's seeing someone else. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it's this, like... So for them to sort of fawn over him in that regard, 
I've just got to presume that he can he can achieve something in a matter of seconds with you. Yeah. It's somehow just deeply satisfying. Like you're you're perfectly happy with what just went down. Yeah. It was very efficient. <laughs> yeah. But, but like I mean, that, I suppose if you if you can move that quickly, he's obviously got to have really good stamina as well, so he can keep going all day. I guess. Yeah. But his recovery time very quick as well. I mean, you've you've got to imagine so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's borderline telling us. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's. So yeah, I, I didn't really have much to take from that, except I think we need to keep an eye on Speedy, and I think Bugs needs to. Um, I mean, not really that Bugs should be anybody's moral compass, <laughs> no. but uh, you know, I think he needs to kind of at least future Bugs needs to get in there and send somebody in to stop these kind of. Because we see every tune do it. Every tune when they start realizing their power starts going a bit off the rails a bit off the rails yeah and it, and it takes a little while for them to get used to it and go okay let's let's curb this back a little bit and i don't think speedy's had that yet because his only interaction with any of the main pantheon has only ever been sylvester i don't think we've seen him interact with anybody no else i don't think we have from the outside yet and sylvester he's too busy he ain't got time to take speedy under his wing well also sylvester's only dynamically or or, 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 like i can't remember the word but they're they're, they're so they're so diametrically opposed um that because one's a cat one's a mouse and sylvester is he's not gonna be mice he's not he's not gonna go i'll take him under my wing and i'll make sure he does what is right he's like no someone's gonna go the fuck you are yeah (laughs) he's like he's a fucking tiny cultist and he's really quick well also sylvester's only really quite recently been brought into sort of like the main like the main sort of yeah like group like yes. those two he still those two disparate groups have only recently yeah. been linked he still together. doesn't seem like he's actually been tasked with anything other than kind of what he's doing already the worst thing that can happen is speedy ends up actually getting taken under the wing of tweety yeah because that that's like i mean what we're concerned about with most mice well you, yeah you, you don't want speedy to be the head of the cults no because he's quick that, yeah he'll be he'll be able to whiz around the world and establish chapters everywhere yeah, and, and presumably in a very charismatic three seconds apiece. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so we, we need Bugs to, to get involved, but what's he doing instead? <laughs> He's fucking around with Charles M. Wolfe. I mean, past Bugs is. That's true. Future Bugs, like, he's been quite wily focused I mean, maybe, maybe only super future Bugs actually knows about Speedy, because super future Bugs is... Paul. Well, so yeah. It's mainly, or maybe only the portal is aware of Speedy at the moment because Speedy's still quite new. Yeah, absolutely. The question is, what is past Bugs up to at this point? Because what, he's got with, ca- he's got Charles M. Wolf with Charles M. Wolf because he's he's got carrots, so he's he's there's nothing urgent. Needs yeah, doing. I mean, I I don't know what was going on with that. Like my 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 main takeaway from that one is I just felt really sorry for Charles. Like he's an abusive, he's in an abusive relationship. His yeah. wife is not nice to him at all. No, like he's just chilling out. He's clearly got like early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah, he can't remember what he's like. like he's anything. got that constant feeling of when you go into the next room to go and do something, and you can't remember. Yeah, he's what just like, why is. why am I here? And then and then Bugs just proceeds to go. Okay, I mean, I know why you're here, but I'm just gonna torment you for no reason. I mean, unless he's unless he's just got something against him, I don't know. But I mean, I don't I remember Charles M. Wolfe as much of a character, but maybe he just forgets to turn up on screen. No, regularly. My my thinking with it, 
if it if it is anything specific that Bugs is trying to do is because he's been quite wily focused of late. Yes. And we've settled on uh, Doctor Wily Coyote uh, having made Wily Coyote. Yeah. Uh, in the sort of Running Man Road Runner sort of situation. Yeah. And also um, Ralph Wolf. Ralph Wolf. Yeah. Um, so do you think maybe he's thinking Charles M. Wolf is another one of Wiley's no, creations? No, I think because like they, this, these wolves look quite different, right? Very like, different, yeah. Uh, and in demeanour compared to every other wolf we've seen, like even though Wiley like doesn't get what he wants mm. very often, and neither does Ralph Wolf, like they're still like sly wolves. Yeah, yeah. Like he's that's like, like like Ch- Ch- Charles wasn't. I mean. Do you think this is what's happened to wolf society since, like, like enough wolves become cognizant? And do you think this is what Wiley's trying to, like, fix? Very, yeah, I mean, sort very, of, like, very possibly. I mean, obviously, not, it's not eugenics. He's building these things, frankenstein sort of yeah. wolves. But he's like, do you think he's like, he, he doesn't like what wolf kind has become? Yes. Like, this just sort of slovenly sort of lazy and just, and just incredibly forgetful i mean because we we have no real idea on how old charles is and we have no idea whether or not like alzheimer's and things like that actually affect tunes that's like, possible maybe charles is just forgetful and has been that way for forever yeah but i don't know it i like i say the only other wolves we've seen and coyotes but you know yeah they're so far as i can tell in the two universe basically, basically the, the same. same yeah um have have had that sort of you know that wolfy vibe yes and these wolves do not no and so yeah I, rather than charles and wolf being particularly uh in and of himself important is bugs like he, he's had these interactions with dr coyote mm. and now he's kind of he's, he's off just just doing his Doing his groundwork, doing his research for himself, just, just, seeing what's going on. Right, yeah, I mean, like possibly, but do, like, do you think then that Bugs is trying to help out Doctor Chaote? I think so. So, like, I think it's like, um, like loyalty missions in Mass Effect Two. Right, okay. I think, but the way Bugs has to get everyone on board, yeah, like they've all got something else they're struggling with, yeah, and he's got, he's, so he's, he's going he's, around, he's he, got to help them the deal with that, yeah. So, so they can so, come and do yeah, this so they thing. can spend some time on what he wants. But like, I mean, I suppose like getting, like actually getting Doctor Chaote on side would be very useful uh, because if he, yeah. if like if he knows, because we've got to assume that the future bugs that we're seeing interacting with the world now has already been through Space Jam One. Yeah, absolutely. So he knows that Space Jam One what they're going up against so he knows what he has to get things ready for so he can get through space jam one yeah he's seen with like, the intention of space jam 2 was coming he's dr stranged it yeah with regards to space jam yes like he's he's looked into the heart of the space jam yeah and he's seen every possible space jam yeah that can unfold and he knows it, there's it, raspberry there's strawberry yeah, there's an, an apricot apricot yeah, yeah that's that's apricot, in space there. jam cherry yeah all kinds chili chili yeah onion yeah oh like, onion um, there's even an orange, and everyone thinks that that's a marmalade, but there is an orange jam. There's an orange jam. Come on now, learn your learn your preserves, learn your, learn your jams. Um, but yeah, I think you know, like that's the vibe I've generally got is that like when when we see these peripheral ones, it's normally him working towards something that will help him help yeah. one of the principal characters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, I think, he just needs to work out exactly what dr coyote is is striving for and trying to achieve yeah 
Um, and so I don't think Charles M. Wolfe is going to become particularly prominent. I think this was just, oh, I see. I see what your issue is now. Yes, Dr. Yeah, Kayate. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe I can help you with this. Yeah. With a massive eugenics program. It wouldn't be the Tuna versus First massive it, no, eugenics No, no, you're program. right. You're, like, you're, you're <laughs> right. It definitely wouldn't. I mean, ho- hopefully that's not the route that Dr. Kayate is going to go down. Hopefully he's going to go down something a little bit different. But, you know, we spend a lot of time hoping about yeah, these people. And coming away miserable. <laughs> and coming away betrayed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's open ourselves up then to to some more some more serious betrayal because right. we've got we've got all kinds of classic characters again. Um, it's a good spread this week because uh, the next one up is a Sylvester Tweety and Granny number called a Pizza Tweety Pie uh, from February twenty second, nineteen fifty eight, and then we've got the duo that started it all, Daffy Duck and Porky Pig, uh, in Robin Hood Daffy from March eighth, nineteen fifty eight. So let's do that. We'll do. I feel like both of those could have been significantly more informative. I mean, yeah, I I don't know whether or not we were dealing with Sylvester there. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Is he Italian? Is that an Italian Sylvester? Or is it him? Because at first I thought he was pastiching mm. Italian uh, accent, but by the end he was still sort of pretty committed to it. Yeah, he used to like, well, if I'm going to be an Italian cat, I'll just eat spaghetti. But I wondered if it was a similar thing to we see in a lot of the Pepe cartoons where everyone's just sort of in this weird pseudo-French and we haven't really yes, quite yeah. gone to the bottom of it yet. I mean, possibly, like, maybe when they go somewhere, their accent changes. It's just super infectious. Yeah. But, like, he'd just say, as long as I'm an Italian cat, which did, to me, imply that he previously was not and may not be yes. again. yeah. Which brought me back round going, yeah, maybe it is Sylvester. Do, do, do you reckon he needed to get to Italy to follow this Tweety and Granny? So he got uh, an Italian passport off one of his pals uh, and had to pretend to be Italian. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I do think in this one he was ahead of the game. Because at the very start, when Granny puts Tweety on the balcony, yeah, she says, here we are in Venice at last. Yes. So it's like something, something's to go down in Venice. Yeah. It's important. There's... Or maybe maybe Sylvester spent time in Rome. Because, you know, they say when in Rome, do as the Romans do, and he just, he did. So he went there, he did a he bit went of that. And just started doing an Italian accent and eating lots of spaghetti, by all accounts. And then... Well, I don't think he'd eaten lots of spaghetti before. I think he just decided that uh, his... He was just going to take it easy and yeah. let people cook him spaghetti. Rather than Rather hunting than... down Tweeties. And exactly. Then... He remembered he had a good, solid mission to hunt down Tweedies. But yeah. what do you think was going down in Venice? I don't know. I was hoping to see more of a scheme from Tweety. But he didn't really have but, one, did he? But that Tweety didn't even seem to know what Venice really was. No, genuinely he, was, surprised. He, he was shocked that there was canals everywhere. Yeah. He was like, oh, the streets are flooded. There must be a lot of barbershops here. Yeah, because of all the little poles. But um, I don't know. One thing that does lend some credence to the notion that, like, these places are just sort of infectious and you sort of just become Italian is that, yeah. uh, like, Tweety definitely has a, a decent repertoire of Italian songs and some mandolin skills. That is true, and that's not the sort of thing you'd think a clone 
would just get impregnated with. Yeah, then it just turns up. But then again, if they're using Blue Beak technology, do they just download these skills off the internet, Matrix style? Oh, that is very true. Do they have like a few slots for skills? Yeah, and they just go, it's right, just like, well, while, while I'm here, I'll pop in Mandolin. But I'm wondering if that it was that Granny knows what the plan is. It's possible. Like, because like, like we've we've always put the grannies as like kind of thralls and stuff like that, but there, but there must be some grannies yeah, who were away. But what if it's not the per- the? No, I, I, I'm wondering if that's how it works. Like, it's not the peripheral tweeties that carry out the plans. They are literally there as a as a, a control unit. A, yeah, <laughs> a, a glorified Wi-Fi extender. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like they, they don't they don't know. They're just, they the, they're, just, they're just the way Tweety Prime can check in on what's going on yeah. and uh, broadcast this telepathic signal to the grannies. Very possible. So the granny goes off and does whatever needs doing. Because it, it, it is always the granny that kind of goes, goes out yeah. and leaves a Tweety just kind of sat there in so some sort of Faraday cage. Exactly. So it's not necessarily that Sylvester's trying to stop these individual tweeties it's that he's trying to sever the connection to the grannies yeah because he hasn't been able to find tweety prime where, yeah. wherever it may be because he lost yeah, no, them on that they, they, ship yeah. that one time and that, that was the end of that it do, that does make a lot of sense i mean you know i, I think if i could help uh sylvester out in any way it would be to help him design some sort of thing that he could put a tweety in rather than trying to kill a tweety you kind of put it in, you know, like Superman's sight can't go through. Yeah, you, then you know how like Wi-Fi can't go through like a millimeter of brick. Yeah, like, <laughs> a millimeter of really anything at yeah. all. Like you, if you put paper over your Wi-Fi router, that's it. You've, that's it, you've yeah. lost Wi-Fi. Um, but yeah, so I think that's. I think we've been giving too much, um, too much thought to the individual tweeties. Yeah, and not enough thought to the grannies specifically. And Tweety Prime himself. Really? And, well, I mean, Tweety Prime we knew was behind it, but yeah, it's but not that it delegates. It's just it's it's governing all these things at once yeah. with its mighty, mighty giant head. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it answered much. I think it just, it, it, but it gave us something, a, a definite view shift. I think we need to I keep an so. eye on the grannies, which, yeah. and I'm hoping, uh, future future bugs or the portal is uh, aware of this as well. It like works this out because. Otherwise, you know, we're going to struggle to keep up with hopefully, what's going on. Hopefully Sylvester will work this out. Yeah, what I just want to see is when we see Sylvester and Granny... Teaming up. No, that's just the entire cast list of the episode. Oh, right. Then we'll know. Yes. Then we'll know it's time. Uh, so the next one, Robin Hood Daffy. Very strange. Like, quite old school. Like, mm. it's been a long time since we've had one that's so fully a show. Yeah. Like, it introduces itself as, like, a tale of Robin Hood at the start. It's, I mean, for me, it was, a, it was a seven minute long joke with a punchline right at the end. And, that, and, and that's all it was. Because it was just, they just wanted to build up to fry a duck. Yeah. As a punchline. That was it. Because it is just Daffy dressed as Robin Hood, Failing fucking stuff everything. up Wiley Coyote style. Yeah. Um, and Friar Tuck going, oh, I'm looking for Robin Hood. I don't believe you're Robin Hood. Uh, I'm not joining you because you're just a clown. And then Daffy goes, don't worry about that. I'll join you. Call me Friar Duck. Now, like, I managed to do that in less than seven minutes. Yeah, it doesn't, it didn't require that that much of a of a song and dance about it. No. Literal song and dance even at yes. the start. Um, but yeah, it's like, so what context, in what context then would Daffy and Porky be putting on this weird 
show. I, the I'm thing not even is, sure that was Porky. I don't think that was Porky, and if it was Porky, he was high. His <laughs> eyes were wrong. They were, they, they, they were, like, real dilated, and he was just giggling all the time, like a crackhead. Yeah, and he was like, once he started speaking, I was like, oh, he does have the stutter. Which, yeah, but he stuttered a lot. He did stutter a lot, but so like does, he was putting it on. So does Porky the Fourth. Yeah, but he didn't look like Porky the Fourth. He was too big. Yeah, yeah, he just looked well chunky. But there again, we haven't seen Porky the Fourth in a while. And when we first saw Porky the Fourth, he was quite young. So it's very possible that Porky the Fourth, this is what he's become. Yeah, he's now just become a bit rotund and settled into his into his sort of like pig life. <laughs> that good pig life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really difficult to pin anything on this episode because nothing really happened. It was just Daffy's Robin Hood, apparently. Yeah. And Porky's Fry Tuck, apparently. Yeah. And then they do that until he says, oh, if you won't duck. join me, I'll join you. Call me Fryer Duck. Yeah. So that was, a big, that was a big nothing. Big nothing, that episode, for me. <laughs> uh, do we want to do... Should we do one more? Yeah, go on. Just, then. A, just a one let's, let's do one, let's because do it looks brilliant. Oh, I mean, yeah, this is this is doing it for me. Bugs Bunny, Marvin the Martian, and Instant Martians in Hairway to the Stars. You all know the drill by now. Uh, from March 29th, 1958. Right, a couple of big twists there then. Yeah, a lot of Martians. A lot of Martians. Um, on, on the Toon world now. And they're, yeah, they're on Toon Earth. Yeah. Um, they're in a drain. We didn't see the instant Martians become full-grown Martians. No. So I've got to presume that they all landed, like, adjacent to, to like, the, the main torrent of the drainage. Yeah. So as long as, you know... They fall in one at a time. Yeah, or just, like... I mean, it depends how, no one how jam-packed you... How jump back can they get into that tube? I don't know. 9,996 like, is what I assume there is. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I'm sure it was 10,000 Martians, 10, Martians at the start. Because there's 10,000 Martians at the start, and then he made four. Did he make four or three? I know. He made three, and then one of the uh, little things actually didn't make it into the drain. It fell out the side. Yeah. But there's a lot of Martians, it's fair to say, yeah. on Earth yeah. right now. Yeah. Are we going to see the results of that? And I can only imagine so. And, you know, was that anyone's actual intention? Is that worse than the Earth just being blown up in an Earth-shattering kaboom? Or did Future Bugs put something other than water in that sewer? Because it was a construction site. It doesn't good. necessarily have to be water that was in there. And those instant Martians, as it was, just add water. If yeah. you add beer, what do you get? I don't know, this is like that drowning conversation again, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Right? This is like, we, I can't remember if we've talked about this in the show, but drowning specifies water. Yeah. The definition of drowning specifies water. Yeah, it's asphyxiation through water. It's like, so if you get asphyxiated by beer, you didn't drown in beer. You were just smothered by beer, yeah. I guess. I mean, I, th- I, I, I can't quite remember what the, what, what the entire outcome of that conversation was, but I don't think it matters now. But yeah, ultimately, it's how specific 
is the makeup of these instant Martians. Yes. Now, what I found interesting in this one um, at the very start was it's pretty much exactly the same way he winds up on the spaceship and yes. uh, in Marshalltown as has happened at least once before. Yeah. Like he just climb, they they are launching a rocket above where his hole is and he climbs up the ladder doesn't notice because he's hung over because yeah. he's he, been mixing radish juice and carriage and juice. he climbs all the way through the engine system all the way through the whole rocket yeah uh and out the top and then he gets hit by a sort of little sputniky sort of thing yeah and carried off to mars carried off to mars but it was exactly the same setup that's happened before pretty yeah. much exactly and so i wonder is this the same event but something's been tweaked to make it go down differently like i mean possibly because that would cement more future bugs involvement to me yeah he's going that was so close to what i needed to happen but it's not quite it i'll make some changes so i mean like like do you think that um this is actually uh the first space jam it's the first go at it like like because like this is the destruction of earth so you know how in terminator you've got judgment day and it doesn't matter what happens judgment day will happen yeah but like you stop it but it changes every every time the judgment yeah. day changes but no it's matter what regardless. happens space jam will happen so do you think this was the very first space jam where actually it's marvin the martian is going to blow up the earth and that was the first space jam and bugs thwarted that by taking away the uh the explosive device that he needed yeah i can't remember um, what it's called the, sorry yeah the cutonium p30 modulator yeah exactly explosive modulator um and maybe bugs set that up to stop the initial judgment day the initial space jam yeah it's just is this just one of many times future bugs to save the earth from destruction yeah and every single time that is space jam because it's all because it, it, i think space jam it always seems to be something from like an outside thing from the world in itself yes um yeah it's a, a you know an external, external invader yeah. yeah so i think that that's what we're seeing here but maybe this didn't go exactly to plan because now we've still ended up with 9996 martians yeah. in the sewers yeah so that's the first space jam too yeah um, so 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 what we've seen here is actually the first space jam being thwarted so the space jam we remember is space jam one isn't no, a Space Jam, you know, Who knows? 984 or yeah. whatever. Uh, so there are some other little things that have twisted some things we thought we knew on their head. Yeah. Uh, Marvin the Martian is at least 2,000 years old. At least, yeah. Because he's, he's been working he's, on that for 2,000 years. Yeah, he's been working on his modulator for yeah. 2,000 years. So, And he's only made one. He's only made one. And he's forgotten how he made it. Yeah, he just, <laughs> you know. So It's like did, that did it sort once. I think it's got that sort of stand on the shoulders of giants thing, but he's the. It's just it, like he can only remember a recent amount of his work. See, I'm I'm wondering whether or not it's a, a an actual law of um, universe physics is that once a plan fails, you cannot do that plan again. Because we see we see uh, Wiley Coyote do a plan, and it's like sometimes Dude, it's a good if you plan. did that again, but just changed it a little bit, you'd nail it's it. Like, no, that's been used. It's like no, no, we've used that plan. We can't oh, do that again. It's like your your uh, mash tun co-host Mike. Yeah. Won't, like if like I don't know if uh, this has ever cropped up like on air for you guys, but I know from working with Mike for a long time that if Mike has a joke, yeah, and he says it, and then like you ask him to do another take of it or whatever, no, there is zero chance he's going to do that. It's like if he says stuff off Mike, it's like oh, that's a good bit. It's like oh well. 
I've I've used it now to the ether. <laughs> it's interminable. <laughs> it's just like no, just say it on yeah. the microphone. It's like nah, yeah, nah. Okay, okay, it'll feel forced. But 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 maybe that's it. Like maybe maybe now that Marvin's used that plan, maybe he cannot use that again. Maybe he cannot do that thing. Yeah, maybe. Is and that, also, is that a maybe fundamental prior thing? knowledge of it gets somehow erased. Yeah. It's just like... But do you, do you think that's fundamental within the... Do you think that's a fundamental law of physics in the universe? I don't Because we see it happen so many times where they'll come up with a plan, it'll fail, and then, the, uh, and for, you know, for a, a completely different reason to the plan, not that the plan's shit, just it'll fail for a completely different reason. And they go, well, we're not trying that again. Yeah, I think there must be something... Not, like, I don't think in the physics... Like, I don't think it's forced by, like, the cosmos. I think it's probably just something in the, in the zeitgeist creates, a, like, an immense social pressure under those To situations. do something new. It's just like, no, you're, like, you've, you've done that bit. Yeah. But then again, we do see, like, again, that, that loops back around to lending some credence to the idea that when we see episodes that are virtually identical, yeah. it is the same event that's yes. been tinkered with. Yeah. And is happening again, just trying to get it right, just right. Yeah, right? like 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 Speedy Gonzalez using his sort of blink powers. Yes, but just on a much larger scale. Yeah, and yeah. So I think every time we see an episode where it's like just the same thing happening again, yeah, but like with some different another, bits, another crack at just it. Just take another crack at it. Got to get everything just right for Space yeah. Jam nine hundred and fifty eight, <laughs> yeah. aka Space Jam one. Yeah, the first Space Jam. Uh, the other thing that um, uh, has thrown us a bit is the bird-like aliens. Gyptopians, yeah. Gyptopians. We had had downers from Jupiter, hence yeah. Gyptopians, because we couldn't remember the word Jovian at the time yeah. and couldn't be bothered but, to look it up. But there was a reason for that. I remember the b- very big bird things it was, on Jupiter. It was like porky, the massive ones. Yeah, it was Porky Pig. It was Porky and Sylvester. Yeah. And they, like, they were in like it a must, test It must chamber. have been Porky had said they were on Jupiter. Or maybe there was a signpost for Jupiter, but they, like those birds were on Jupiter. Th- those exact creatures, because they were flying the flying saucer. It wasn't just but, the big ones. It was them flying the flying saucers. But according to Porky, I think we decided they must be on the on a moon of Jupiter. Yes. Because it wasn't a gas giant. Yeah. And I don't think we settled on, oh, Jupiter's just a, a habitable planet in the universe. So no. A moon of Jupiter. But these things are instant Martians. They uh, are. In, in this situation. However... What I did think was, and I, and I raised it to you, was the fact that, like, we're Earthlings, but rabbits are Earthlings, lions are Earthlings. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Or so, Terrans. So Marsh, or Terrans, if you if, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, like, so that, that gets rid of the worry that it's like, well, Marvin's a Martian, so those yeah. are something else. Like, they can both uh, be yeah, Martians. It just, it just has to be something from Mars as a Martian. But if Marvin's over 2000 years old mm. like it's perfectly possible that by our standards like some martians could have colonized jupiter yeah. and it's been thousands of years yes. and they're 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 jupitopians yeah. now i mean it, 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 could, it could be millions of years like because we also like saw some massive bird-like creatures yeah. on jupiter which can happily be sort of like an evolution of what we've seen we, we don't know especially if the gravity's different we don't know when that is, and if. But these... also, we saw. Uh, depending on how much water you add to their eggs, depends on how big they get. Absolutely. Um, so, so maybe that's why that moon on Jupiter doesn't really have that much water because it's been soaked up by all these giant, giant birds. birds. 
But also, yeah, like given that these are instant Martians, they're pretty throwaway. Like yeah. that's that's what you'd send out and about to just you know yeah, colonize get, places. Yeah, just inhabit places. Yeah. So I so think it's, they it's get, better than a flag. So I th- yeah, it's a bit better than a flag. Just, ch- just chuck them in. Just chuck it everywhere. Just chuck it like a, a, a very absorbent bird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I think that like I think it's perfectly acceptable for Gyptopians to be have been martians initially yes um and we can keep calling them dryptopians to distinguish them from marvin the martian-esque martians yes or whatever marvin's dog is-esque martians yeah um but yeah didn't really answer much it's a classic episode yeah it was definitely one that i remember from childhood but i didn't realize that it was actually the first space jam yeah well now we do yeah the first the first space jam came out in 1958 yeah but this much we know now. March 29th. March 29th, 1958, 1958 the first Space, Space Jam. Space Jam 1. Uh, so I think that's about all we've got time for uh, this week. Um, as ever, thanks for listening. It's good to know we're not on this uh, journey alone. Um, our friends over at Millie Roleplayers have a new series out, and I'm on it. Oh, well, there so you go. Like listening to me. Go uh, and listen to that. Millie Roleplayers for the next little bit. I'll be there. There you go. Be there, playing an in, in, interminably stubborn monster hunting... <laughs> mi5 agent um and uh yeah it's it, it was great fun to be on it and uh i'm hoping it's going to be great fun to listen to it i'm looking forward to it so well, there you go so me too you should give it a go as well uh as ever we're going to leave you with a song uh as soon as the uh pizza tweety pie episode came up we both started humming that's amore yeah. so <laughs> it's that's amore it's uh, dean martin and the dick stable orchestra so uh we'll leave you with that and uh we'll catch you next week hopefully uh as long as i don't inject myself with any horrible diseases or try get, not to or get really drunk or <laughs> or, or have an exploding pipe in my house yeah. uh so uh have a good one and we'll see you next week your eye like a bigger pizza pie that's amore when the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine that's amore bells will ring tingle-ling-a-ling tingle-ling-a-ling and you'll sing Vita Bella Hearts will play tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay Like a guitar and When the stars make you drool Just like a pasta fazool That's amore When you dance down the street With a cloud at your feet You're in love When you walk in a dream But you know you're not dreaming, signore Excuse me, but you see Back in old Napoli, that's amore That's a more Bells will ring. Ding a
ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling, and you sing Vita Bella. Vita Bella, Vita Bella, hearts will play. Like a gay tarantella. Lucky fella. Back in old Napoli, that's amore. 